Hello everybody and welcome to worship today. It is a special Sunday. It is World Communion Sunday, which means that Christians around the world are all celebrating the sacrament together, which is why we are back at the table of the Lord for the Eucharist meal uh, later in this service. But it is always good to be together. It's so good to uh, know that y'all are there. Uh, friends, it is good to be a worshiping family of faith joined together by the Holy Spirit and through this congregation, the First Presbyterian Church of Quincy. So friends, even though we're not together in this space yet, we are joined by spirit and by heart. So uh, before we begin, uh, I do have announcements to share as I do each week. Uh, I do ask that you pay particular attention to our prayer list, which you receive uh, via email uh, every Thursday. Remember those folks that are listed, lift up the folks who don't have their name on our list, but certainly desire our prayers. And as we say, uh, often if you are feeling overwhelmed, if there are things that you need, please feel free to call me or Ruth or Lisa and be looking uh, to our website and our Facebook page. We have gotten the first of our mental health videos uh, from uh, Dr. Michelle Thompson, and that is up, it is on depression. There are more that are coming, just short little videos, but um, they are very, very helpful, and they give you an opportunity, if you, you would like to talk further, uh, contact information for Michelle and the folks that work with her. We're very pleased to have that and to be able to work with her. Uh, Friends, we are still uh, in the middle of a pandemic. I know folks are tired of it, um, but even if we're very tired of it, it doesn't mean that the pandemic is done with us. I mean, things have been certainly crazy over the last 48 hours. Um, we've got a lot of changes happening uh, in our national story, the story of our nation. So. We um, need to pay close attention to those things. We also have changes happening in our state and in our county. I do want to report that on Friday, the county commissioners did extend the uh, mandate for mask wearing. When you are uh, in buildings and when you are around people, they're still asking for folks not to gather in groups larger than 50. Uh, the rules don't, work, don't apply to churches. Um, but we are still asked to space, uh, to keep distant, uh, because we have had nearly 2,900 cases in our county. Our positive test rate has been doing pretty well the last couple of weeks, and we've had some days well under 5%. Um, cumulatively, we still are bumping around 17%, but we are seeing good things happen. Uh, it's happening, I think because folks are paying attention to the disease and doing what they can to combat the virus. Friends, we work together. If we're all in this together, we'll get through this so, so much faster. Um, there are things happening in the life of the church uh, right now. Uh, this week is a busy week. We have deacons on Tuesday. 
The session is meeting on Wednesday. Both those meetings are at 5.30 in the, the early evening. They're both gonna be via Zoom, so deacons and elders be looking for those invites. And friends know that the elders will certainly be discussing in-person worship. When we might be able to do that again safely. Uh, it's a com conversation that is ongoing and seemingly never ending. We have neighbors that are worshiping. Uh, their context, their circumstances are a bit different than ours. Congregation sizes are a bit smaller. Uh, some churches are going to the alphabet. First half of the alphabet can worship at say nine in the morning. The next half can come in at 1030. Uh, there are folks that are churches that are doing reservations uh, for worship. There are lots of things that are happening. We will be discussing them all and we will get to you uh, later in the week and let you know how those discussions are going. Uh, the food bank is open, wonderful. Uh, more folks are coming, that's wonderful. Uh, we do have food to share and we do wanna help. The clothes closet uh, is preparing for their jacket jamboree uh, later this month, October 24th. Uh, junior and senior high youth are getting together uh, Sunday evenings from five to seven, distanced and masked. Let me say this so we're very clear. The youth have to wear their masks. Um, if you're not comfortable with masks or you have um, an opposition to masks, I get it. Um, be you, live your life. But when the kids come to youth, they gotta be on, they gotta stay on. That's the only way we're allowed to do this. This is a rule from the session. It is one I heartily agree with. It's the way it's gotta be. So if you're sending your kids, it's just like sending them to school. You know, if they don't wear the mask, they get sent to the principal. Um, we gotta have them playing by the rules because if one isn't, it really doesn't matter if everybody else is. So work with us on that, please. And thank you in advance, because I know that you will. Um, terrific Tuesday videos go up on Tuesday. Watch them and share them. These services up on Sunday. It is wonderful to know that you're watching them. Share them with others. Share them on your Facebook page. Uh, we hear from people far and wide that it was a way for them to connect, a way for them to feel a little bit of joy in their heart, um, to know that there are communities together and that no matter where you are, you can be part of this one, this community of faith. Uh, as I thank you each week, I thank you again for your tithes, your gifts, your offerings. Um, Y'all are doing an amazing job. Stewardship season is coming. I know y'all love that, but it's coming. So there'll be information about that heading your way. And talking about generosity, an anonymous uh, donor has asked uh, and given us the resources to change the carpet in the sanctuary. So by the time we're back, we'll have new carpet. Again, I think this has been in since 1969, thereabouts, <laughs> long time, 45 years. Um, and it's showing a little bit of wear. We've got some carpet snakes, you know, where those the carpet gets a little bumpy. So it's gonna look better, it's gonna be safer, it's gonna be amazing. Thank you so much uh, to that uh, gift giver. Um, thank you so much to all of you 
um, for allowing us to continue to do all those things we need to do around here, even when things are very different from normal. All right, again, I am glad you're watching. It does mean the world. Uh, and I know that you are praying as I am praying that one day very soon, we will be able to be here together. Um, don't think for a second that I don't want you back here, uh, that I'm trying to keep that from happening. We want to be together. We also want to be safe. So uh, thanks to you. Thanks also to Scotty B, our gifted director, and today cue card holder uh, number one, and to Tamara, uh, who set the Lord's table today for World Communion Sunday, and who is cue card holder number two. Number two with the cue cards, number one in my heart, always. Sorry, Scott. Scott's weeping, Tamara's rolling her eyes. It's okay. And thank you to McKenna and Jenna and Chris for providing service music today. Thank you for your willingness to share those gifts in worship. Uh, and friends, again, thanks to you, thanks to all of you for your willingness to be patient, to be safe, and to gather together however we can during these very different days. Church family, friends, and neighbors, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also with you. Let us worship the God with thanksgiving. Let us pray. Lord God of grace and liberty, on the night of the Passover, the sacrificed lamb became a sign of freedom, and you freed the people of Israel from slavery in Egypt. In Jesus, God with us freely gave of himself as the gift of the Lamb, freeing all of humanity from sin and death. Help us to live into this new life, teaching us to serve you in faithfulness, just as you have always served us. During this time of uncertainty, remind us of your steadfastness. Bless those searching for answers and treatments and vaccines to combat the coronavirus. Protect those serving in harm's way. Be the healing that all who've been afflicted need. Be the healing the president and his family need. Lord, bless us with the wisdom we need to live safely during this time of pandemic. And Lord, deliver us from this illness as you have delivered your people throughout human history. All this we pray in the name of Jesus who turned death into new life and who taught us to pray together saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we are blessed uh, to have McKenna uh, singing for us today our first hymn, Softly, and tenderly. Let us worship the Lord.
Thank you for your willingness to share. Uh, thank you for the joy with which you do it. Thank you so very much. Friends, today we have two scripture passages, one from the Gospel according to Luke, another from Exodus, as we continue along in the narrative lectionary. The passage from Luke is from the 22nd chapter, verses 14 through 20. It is an account of Jesus and the disciples in the upper room for the Lord's Supper. I'm sure you can see how that passage would be appropriate on World Communion Sunday and how it will, or you will see how it will and does connect to our first uh, passage from Exodus. Uh, here again from the 22nd chapter, verses 14 through 20, uh, an account of Jesus in the upper room. When the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks, he said, take this and divide it amongst yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with a cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our passage from Exodus uh, begins in chapter 12, uh, verses one through 13, and then skips ahead to chapter 13, verses one through eight. Uh, in the very end of Genesis, uh, we had spent time with the Joseph story, and we saw how at the end Joseph had ascended in power and rank in that country to be uh, as uh, the second most powerful person in the land behind Pharaoh. 
and how because he was there, because God had used something for ill uh, and made it good, the nation of Israel survived because it was a great famine. Well, for generations and generations and generations, the people of Israel stayed in Egypt, but things changed, drastically changed. And instead of being uh, neighbors, uh, sojourners, uh, foreigners in a land, welcomed by the land and seen as equal people, the nation of Israel um, became slaves. Uh, what they had was taken from them and they were seen as less than. Well, this is where we are in the story now. And God is talking to Moses about the people and about how God might rescue them from captivity. And this is part of that um, story of plagues. It's right at the end. It's where things go terribly wrong for Pharaoh and where the people reclaim, are given, have again their freedom. Hear now the word of the Lord. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the 10th of this month, they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. If a household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat it. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a year old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day of this month. Then the whole assembled congregation of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the lamb that same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted over the fire with its head, legs, and inner organs. You shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. This is how you shall eat it. Your robe shall be wrapped round you, your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both human beings and animals. On all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever is the first to open the womb among the Israelites, human beings and animals, is mine. Moses said to the people, 
Remember this day on which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, because the Lord brought you out from there by strength of hand. No leavened bread shall be eaten. Today, in the month of Abib, you are going out. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which he swore to your ancestors to give you a land flowing with milk and honey, you shall keep this observance in this month. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a feast, a festival to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. No leavened bread shall be seen in your possession, and no leaven shall be seen among you in all your territory. You shall tell your child on that day, it is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. We'll try again. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There you are. They told me they wanted to say it, and then they forgot. No, I didn't. Just quiet. It's okay. Hey, all right. Our passages for today are the first Passover, immediately before Israel is freed from captivity in Egypt, and the last supper of Jesus with his disciples. If you noticed in that passage, uh, Luke calls them apostles, which is after Jesus' death. So he's already moving forward in the story, but it is the last supper of Jesus and the disciples. And these are our lessons for the day because, as I said earlier, today is World Communion Sunday. In the Exodus reading, God gives explicit instructions to Moses to share with the people of Israel, instructions that go hand in hand with the final and most horrific of the plagues set upon Pharaoh and the nation of Egypt, the taking of the firstborn. God tells the people to prepare by celebrating a special kind of feast, one with only unleavened bread, that they are to take an unblemished year old lamb, a male lamb, to slaughter it and prepare it, roast it, all of it over a fire, at a given time, they are to do this. It is specific at twilight slaughter, right? And then roast it over a fire. They're told to share it with neighbors who are in need, to make sure that all of the households of Israel are provided for. And they are to dispose of the leftovers. If there's anything left over, burn it to ash. And God instructs the people that they are to take blood from the lamb and spread it over the top of the door and along the sides at the entrance to their house. And that the blood will be a sign for God to pass over their household as God delivers the final plague against Egypt. Now, no doubt all the plagues were horrible but this last one is devastating. It is a plague of death and heartbreak and the people of Egypt definitely suffer. 
This plague is also a means of deliverance. It is how a people kept captive for generations is finally free. So as we shudder at the implications of it, we also consider the suffering of innocence that brought it to the door of Pharaoh. Of all the stories of the people of Israel, none are more tightly woven into their identity as a chosen people, which is why Jesus was determined to spend his last night before his arrest commemorating the history and the future that was and would be tied to the Passover meal and the new Lord's Supper meal in the upper room. As I said, today is World Communion Sunday. For Christians everywhere, it is a Sunday to remember the Passover, to acknowledge who Jesus was and is, to join together through the gift Jesus left us, a sacramental meal that binds us together, that nourishes our spirits, that leads us to a place of communion. All this because of the love, power, and presence of the Holy Spirit. At the end of our worship services, there is always a benediction, a blessing. It isn't a prayer, not a prayer. It's not a time to bow your head in reverence. It's a time of joy. When we lift our heads up, when we look to the raised hand of the worship leader and through their gestures and words, we accept a blessing from God. In our church and Christian churches, it is from the triune God, God as we understand God, God, the good Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm sure most worshipers uh, see it mainly as the sign that the service is ended. But it's so very, very much more. It is the sending, the moment that God prepares us for the task of living in each moment, the faith that we have claimed. And often the benediction, the blessing, is a variation of this. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God, and may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now be with you always. The sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. You've heard that phrase lots of times in the benediction, but what does it mean? What exactly is the blessing we are hoping for, the blessing we are counting on? Well, it's born of the Passover and the Last Supper and everything that is foundational in our faith. Sure, it's about the communion meal, but it's mostly about what we live for and hope for. It's about what we need to do to be God's people, what we need to work for to make our earthly home more like God's heavenly kingdom. It is the part of the blessing that reminds us we already have what we need for that important task. And that a beautiful byproduct of living lives that follow Jesus more fully and in no small part through the blessings of the Holy Spirit, the byproducts 
are the gifts of those things that make this world better. The gifts of truth and trust, compassion, understanding, empathy, love, and grace. Gifts that if we use and share them will grow and spread around the world and indeed change the world. That through using and sharing those gifts of the Spirit, new communities would be born and strengthened. Existing communities would be healed and a future of cooperation and peace would be possible. It is World Communion Sunday. World Communion Sunday. May the sweet, sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be ours today and always. May that hoped-for sweet communion guide our actions and our words. And may our hope always be visible in how we live our lives. In the name of the good Father, Son, and Spirit, thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith. Thanks be to God and amen. Friends, a special hymn for today, a communion day uh, from Jenna and Chris. Let us break bread together. Friends, if you don't have your uh, bread and cracker or wine or juice ready, um, push pause. Go get it. I'll wait. Okay. And then we will celebrate this meal and share it together. Um, I don't know if you remember, but the last time we did the communion meal, um, I was going through it bit by bit, and there were some parts in it that were responsive for the congregational. I don't know if you remember that, but I said, we're going to learn those parts. Well, 
with the help of my cue card buddies today we're going to start learning those parts so stay alert watch for them to come into the picture follow their lead it'll be just fine all right friends this is the joyful feast of the people of god people will come from north and south from east and west to sit at the table of god According to Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he shared it with them. And then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. This is the Lord's table. Our Savior invites those who trust him to share in the feast that he has prepared. Let us give thanks. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is right and our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise, loving God, creator and sustainer of all life. You planted the first fields, wheat, barley, rice, and maize, and made us in your creation to care for your creation. You fed your people in the wilderness with manna from heaven, leading them to a land of milk and honey. When human greed trampled the poor, you spoke through the prophets, calling us to worship you with justice and peace. Then in the fullness of time, you sent Jesus Christ, the living bread, to lift up the oppressed and lowly and to fill the hungry with good things. Therefore, we praise you, joining the faithful who hunger and thirst for righteousness and singing the hymn of the whole of creation. We praise you, most holy God, for Jesus Christ, your word made flesh. He taught us to share the abundance of your love, feeding the multitude, eating with sinners and strangers, offering his own body to save us, and pouring out his life for the world. When the risen Christ appeared to his disciples, he made himself known to them in the breaking of the bread. Even now, he sets the table for us, inviting all to taste and see that you are good. Remembering that you have done all in Jesus Christ, we ask now for your blessing on this meal. And we remember that on that night of his, his arrest, Jesus did take this bread and he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body broken for you. Take, eat in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant. My blood shed for the remission of sins. Whenever you eat this bread or drink this cup, you proclaim my saving grace.
Do this as a community. Do this as the world. Do this in remembrance of me. Remembering, Lord, all you have done in your Son, Jesus Christ, we offer our lives to you with great thanksgiving as we share this feast of love and grace. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and wine that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and blood of Christ. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ and one with all who share this meal, a great multitude from every nation. Keep us faithful to Christ's teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, sharing our goods with one another and giving our possessions to those who are in need so that all people may have their daily bread this day and every day. Just as the grain once scattered across the hills was gathered together in this loaf of bread, gather your people from the ends of the earth so that we may feast with you in glory in the joy of your new creation. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours, almighty God, forever and ever. Amen. I'll invite my helpers forward to partake of this holy meal. God, we thank you for the blessings of this table. We thank you for the gifts of your spirit that make them possible. We ask that what we have done would bridge time and space between us, that we would all be nourished as individuals and as a community to live our lives for you, to honor you in all we do. Lord, we ask this in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen.
We talked about communion. Communion and the sweet communion that connects us. The sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Know this also in your heart. God has deemed humanity worthy of deliverance because God has deemed humanity worthy of God's divine and unconditional love. It is a love we know best through the life and ministry of Jesus, whose name we have claimed as our own. We are Christians. We are a people born of love, and our life's work is to show and share love, kindness, and grace with everyone. So let's do that, okay? Why not? And now, so we might be strengthened and prepared for that holy calling, let us receive God's holy blessing. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, heads up, the love of God the Father Almighty and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be yours today, be yours always. Thanks be to God and amen. Bye. Ruth will be with you next week, then I'll be with you after that. We're hoping we'll be outside on the field for that Sunday. So, yay. Bye.